Hello and welcome to the 267 podcast. I am Ben, employee at the 267 project, joined mm-hmm. by my regular co-host, the little gremlin who lives under the stairs, Mike Palin. <laughs> Hello, a little gremlin lives in a screen now, it seems. Yeah, he's yeah. found his way into my house and I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, also joined by another employee of the 267 project, Ellie, who mm-hmm. has been on the podcast before. Woo-hoo. Turning okay. guest. I'm acquainted now with po- podcasts. Yeah. yeah, although we sprung sprung it on you on your first day, didn't we? Yeah, that was. I thought. I thought. Uh, like yeah, that, yeah. But... that was hard. I, I kind of handled it alright, but I do think that it was a little bit unfair. <laughs> but everyone seemed to like it, so it doesn't matter. It was good. Four months. Four months. Nearly been working for Sally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good times. Time flies. Good times. It? Apart from when you're in quarantine. Oh yeah, we might be out of quarantine by the time people hear this podcast. Ben, what do you reckon? Um, hopefully, my editing's faster than that, but we'll see. <laughs> As you're saying, quarantine's longer than your editing. That's okay. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's about two two weeks we're doing on at the moment. Uh, okay, yeah, that so might be a bit generous. I think that's optimistic. But, okay, you know, if you're out at the near the middle of May, congrats. You may. Yeah, what well yeah. Why are you still listening to a podcast? <laughs> Go outside. Um, yeah. sorry. It's such a good podcast. Had a minor breakdown talking to Future Ben. Okay, <laughs> uh, we've got our opening question, which is for the two of you to describe each other. If you were a movie, which movie would you be? Oh, we've got to describe each other. Oh, yeah, I've just tweaked onto that. I've thought of my own. How many podcasts have we done? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was so much. <laughs> well, we, we can do both. We can go. We do both. Okay. On the fly. Okay. On the fly. I will think of one for Ellie. Oh. Ellie's excusable. Mike, we should make the podcast like 13. <laughs> oh, that's why it was so difficult. We're just describing um, each other. That is hard. So, uh, oh, wow. Ellie, Ellie, I'm going to describe as trolls. Because <laughs> it is nice the, the most uplifting film in the history of uplifting films. And I believe Ellie ha- brings that spirit to us. Really? Yeah, I do. Like glittery, uh, one of those trolls that like the sprinkles. Uh, so, yeah. This is so funny because I would not describe myself in that way at all. Yeah. If anything, it's the opposite. But, um, and, and in my own film, Ben, just to give Ellie time to think, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because it sort of starts in the worst place, like everything's all over. And then it ends with the win. Nice. And I think, yeah, sometimes my first chunk of my life was a bit of a, oh, no, Darth Vader, my arm's been chopped off. Yeah. The world's ending. And then the second half of my life, we've had a bit of a, God's got hold of me, give me a bit of a shake. And I'm I've a to use the force. Exactly. Right. I'm trying to think. And I don't know why. Is it, is, I don't know if it's because of the name. Is it Michael Palin? Is 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 there is there an actor called Michael Palin and he's in a film? And it's, but I'm thinking of the Italian jobs. It's That's Michael Caine, but I will oh. take that film no, and no, I will no, take Michael Caine. So the so Italian job came before the name, but I was thinking, am I just associating it with the name? I'm thinking it's because it's almost like I feel like you're on a special mission. And they are on a special mission, and I feel like that's why I made that association. But that's what I'm just going to go with right now because that was under pressure. And I, to do. <laughs> I, I would take Michael Caine. And my film for myself was Gladiator. 
because I absolutely love that film. Love yeah, that film. I remember you love it because we shared that and Apocalypto we both love. Yeah, I just love, yeah, just Gladiator, any, any kind of films with like battles with swords, um, that's right up my street. I feel like that's like my journey with God is. Yeah. They played um, Gladiator in The Pudding Stop in St Albans. I think that's maybe the happiest I've ever been. Was sat in the yeah. yeah they do it. Every couple they weeks do a movie week. night once a week when it isn't it in quarantine. Yeah, never. every Sunday, and I was so I, happy. I might need to try. I made the error of Gladiator. I saw Gladiator a couple of times at the cinema, but the first time I saw it, I was in the front row, and that opening scene, I was like, there. I literally, I must have cricked my neck. I felt sick. Oh, that no. opening scene is so like, yeah. you know, it's just massive, isn't it? And I was like sensory overload too close <laughs> so i saw it again about a week later at the furthest one back and it was amazing that's the way to go I've watched yeah. it front seat of the cinema rookie error no um so we we're gonna chat about what were we gonna chat about remind me of our topic spiritual, spiritual disciplines. disciplines there we go okay, well, and see where else we go and yeah. ellie, i think we should talk about ellie Four months ago, and Ellie now in the project. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, not sure I'm super qualified to do that, considering I've been in Wales for a significant portion of it. Four months ago, I started working, and then four months on the line, I am a completely stay-at-home mum homeschooling my child. <laughs> yeah, we just furloughed Ellie for a couple of weeks. <laughs> there you go. Made me very, it was a very sad trustees meeting, but <laughs> it was uh, a bit of wisdom there, I think. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it's been a. I think one of my frustrations with the whole thing was I think we started the year all of us with Ben, with everyone in their role almost near perfect. It was almost like if this was your dream team, you've set up everyone, and then the ministry was all set up. We had fuel tour, we had things growing, and then literally I feel like we've or I've hit a brick wall and. I'm still processing what God's saying in that. I think he's saying numerous things. But I think my hope is that when this is sort of cleared a little bit, we'll be able to still have that same energy because the same team is still there. The same heart is still there. But it's almost like, are we going to have to get back up to speed again? I don't know. I think this time is like a really good time. That although it seemed like it was really good a couple of weeks ago, it's a good time for each and each one of us to really just grow on ourselves and just enhance what God's already put there if we're doing it properly anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what I kind of get from it. Yeah, mm. I agree. Which I think brings us nicely on to spiritual disciplines. And uh, Mike, you sort of voiced the the want for this topic. Was there a particular aspect you wanted to... No, I think, well, I think it's one of those things that I think Ellie has got a particular heart for that. It'd be good to talk to her about that. I think the fasting thing, I think, is just, it's just fascinating to talk about. Because I know, Ben, you said you're fasting currently. And Ellie, I know you've had great uh, spiritual times within fasting. And then I, myself, suck at fasting. And so I probably need to go back a step and work out what is the what is the benefits of fasting rather than just saying I need to fast, you know, cause it's almost like, I don't want to just do it because it's a cool thing to do and say, look at me, I fasted. 
Mm. But actually, what, what sort of... I think it's probably for me is what is the rhythm of my week that I need to maybe make some space in to hear from God. So maybe fasting food is not my thing, but I've got a fast noise or busyness or screens or something like that. I don't know. Why food, Ellie? Why food? For, Why? for me? It's, well, anyone. Yeah, it's just such a big thing, isn't it? I think food, for, especially sugar. I think the main one that I always fast is sugar just mainly because that's the thing that has a hold on me the most because I could give a like I could take it or leave it if it was a bit of me or something else but the reason why since I became a Christian and I think from my own experiences from fasting the reason why I do it as often as I do and I don't think it's a case of because I hear a lot of people I'm, I mean I'm, I'm not saying what is right and what is wrong but just for me personally from what I've experienced is that I think a lot of us can fall into like a pattern of tradition or right it should be this way or it should be that way and or maybe I should you know have a, a one day a week that I should fast but I, I think it's a lot of it is to do with your relationship with God and if God is telling you to fast then that's when you should fast it shouldn't be right I have to do it because this is what I have to do or I've set a certain specific time because if your heart's not in it then I don't yeah. really feel like it's having much of a spiritual benefit um and I yeah with food I just feel like that's for me is like the biggest way of dying to my flesh which is the whole point of fasting the whole point of fasting is to get closer to God and for us to decrease and for him to increase and that's why I like to like not have sugar for however many days because I'm denying myself um and that's where I always see like God show up most because it's when we do it when we're doing when we're not doing what we want to do, which is stuff on my face with loads of sugar, um, that's when I can really see results of the things that I'm praying for. And it's not always necessarily in the way that I think I'm going to see results, but it's more just, yeah, opening up the, the spiritual doors for God to do what he wants to do because I've sacrificed, I've made that sacrifice. You said the phrase taken when something's taken hold of you, that was really quite poignant in me is actually to something that almost yeah has too much sway in our life that you want to say actually the only way to really is to remove it completely and then allow god to sort of fill that space isn't it really um and food is massive isn't it i mean like you said it's it dominates our social interactions it dominates i think one of the interesting things about food which occasionally i probably fall into is that when our spirit is maybe down, food is a default setting, isn't it, for a lot of people? Mm. That we we sort of think actually, I feel I feel rubbish, so I'm just gonna okay. eat a load of eat a load of rubbish or cake like that. And so actually, what you want to do is rather than being almost dwelling on the the sort of de- the negative, is to say actually, I'm gonna create this space for God to come and speak into that negativity rather than me feeding it with something which isn't gonna do it mm. any good whatsoever. And I haven't really thought about it in that sense because I don't really I don't think I eat when I'm feeling down I think I get overly reflective and write really depressing poetry when I'm down (laughs) (laughs) and so I don't know what the equivalent would be for me I don't know yeah I think I'd be doing it for the wrong reason if I fasted certain foods I think the thing is as well like it could be you could fast from people because I've experienced it as well like especially like what I remember one time that I was really 
um, dependent on like WhatsApp. I was just on just connecting with people, and that can be a god in itself. Do you know what I mean? It's seeking approval from something else, and that's something that kind of replaces God too, because God wants us to be in relationship with people. Yeah. Um, but when it's coming before Him, then we actually have to take a step back and be like, oh, actually, no, I should be yeah. you first. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, like Mike said, I've been doing. I'm in the middle of a fast at the moment. I'm doing the, it's called the Black Fast, I think. Uh, wow. It's the historical name for it, which sounds very dramatic. Sounds a bit brutal. I know, it's not that bad. Uh, it's basically just, I don't eat during the day and then I have a meal after sunset. Oh. Uh, wow. And then I drink water in the day. Um, how, how long is that going for? So it's a, I'm doing it for a week. Um, so yeah, it's I'm right in the middle of that. Uh, but the reasons behind me doing it was that sort of the thing you were saying about like not even necessarily food but just I felt that my lifestyle during quarantine I hadn't made enough room for God uh, mm -hmm. in the way I was living because uh, in a weird way I'm kind of busier in quarantine than I was out of quarantine uh, mm -hmm. just because I do a lot of online stuff and I'm helping out on a couple of online projects for people and things so well, mostly my computer I think had become a bit of a not even obsession but just I was a bit locked onto it yeah so by making that space in the day where I would have eaten yeah. uh, for prayer and things like that I think that's been good for me. Ellie could you fast work? Could, could I fast work? No could one fast work because I'm trying to think because food isn't that it's, I don't think it has that hold over me, but time probably does. So I'd love to create a space in my diary to be able to say, I, I want to feel the equivalent of that space. But maybe I'm just not, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think, strong enough to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Because obviously work is work. But I think it's just, yeah, fasting, making quality time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you could... But then it's just cutting certain things out, isn't it? Because obviously you're working, you, is your working hours. Yeah. Because you are your own boss, technically. So you could be like, no, I'm not going to work today. <laughs> I think part of the issue for people who work in the church is sort of the idea of the Sabbath and a resting day doesn't really yeah. happen because you do fuel on things on, on Sundays uh, and the days that would usually be reserved. So maybe you need to find that time. Yeah of the sabbath somewhere else in the week that's a bit less i think less what I, yeah i think i remember Haley challenged me when i i think i shared at fuel about there's a place at stamber park on my way to work which always looks amazing and quite idyllic and i always drive past it i think i should really stop there and drink my coffee and have a morning prayer and i think i've managed it once and i think it's probably because once the day started that's it i'm never going to get it once i get into the office or get into meetings so i think i've got to say actually i dropped zach off at school and then that is when I do it and do it then because otherwise it'll be, it'll be a not, I'd never be able to do it, I don't think. Yeah, and I think we can get so wrapped up in needing to be places, especially like, like during this quarantine, it's just been it's an eye-opener to just how nice it is to, you know what, I don't have to rush to do that and I don't have to rush yeah. to do that and, and just, to, just to be able to have that time, just to spend time is just such a, a big thing and that's exactly how we should be with God. It's, realistically you know the world isn't going to end if you're 10 minutes late to something if you did just stop to spend that time with god and god will take care yeah. of you he'll 
Yeah. Do you think um, people that, to both of you, do you think that people that don't work in sort of ministry circles, it's easier to do things like this? Because I always think, actually, if I'm, is because we have sort of certain environments where we, it's easier to pray and it's easier to be encouraged in our faith because we're we're sort of doing it all the time. We're meeting with people that spur us on and we're going to certain gatherings where people are going to pray for us. Um, I wonder, is it easier when you say you work in Starbucks and so actually then to seek out a spiritual element of your day is almost like it's completely different to what you normally do, whereas maybe in ministry, it blur, everything blurs into one. So it's much harder to step out of that because I think we either lie to ourselves and say, oh, I do spiritual things all day long because that's my job. Or we think we don't need to because, yeah, our job is to, to fast and be on Sabbath. So we'll be doing it for the wrong reason. I don't know. Wait and see what Ben's going to say. No, I think <laughs> I, 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 I was just sort of agreeing with you in my head. The idea of like, uh, less so this year now that I'm uh, up at uni for most of the year. But I definitely found last year sort of myself tricking myself a couple of times into thinking, oh yeah, I've done all my sort of Christian activities. I know that sounds a little bit bad, but, you know, I try to fill up a certain amount of my time with God stuff mm. uh, in the week. And I think I'd realised that one week I'd be like, oh, I've been so busy with that. And then I realised it was all 267 stuff, uh, which is still spiritually fulfilling in some ways, but also work in other ways. And yeah, yeah. not for me either. Uh so I think sort of seeking out things that were aimed directly for me, uh, more so at uni, has been really good for having that separation you talked about where I can kind of go, yeah. right, I'm going to this place specifically to get this thing out of it. Uh, I think, I, think I, read an article, I read an article by a vicar who said he can't remember the last time he read the Bible just for reading the Bible. It was always because he had to do something. So it was to lead a prayer meeting, to make a sermon or to run a Bible study. And he felt really challenged by that because he says he never does, he never read the Bible just because he should as part of his own faith. And I, I do feel sometimes like that, that I'm in my Bible loads because I'm preparing for this or preparing for that. But I wonder, do I ever just pick up my Bible or pray just because I should, as a Christian, forget 267, forget working for church? And I, th I think I'm wrestling with that quite a lot. I think, yeah, that I think it happens quite a lot with people in ministry because just from what I've kind of witnessed is that you can get wrapped up in it so much and because it's always there, you just don't know how to switch off from it. But I think I remember what you just said a minute ago that made me think, I said, you said about reading your Bible as a Christian because that's what you should do separately. I think, I think to think of it less of being like, that's, that's what I should do as a Christian and see it as just spending time with god like could my job's been ministry for the the last two and a bit years even though it's been in an office and then obviously my youth group is ministry but i know i always have most of the time a set time with god but it's not because i feel like i have to have that set time with god it's like i need to have that set time with uh with god whether it's reading my bible or just sitting there literally nagging his ears off because I don't, I, I, that's the thing I struggle with is actually just sitting and being quiet and listening, which I need to do more of. Um, 
but if I didn't do or have those times I don't actually think I would be able to do the other things that I do. Do you have a routine Ellie? Do you do it at a certain time of day or is it just... Not really. Um, I, I do have a routine but it's not necessarily like set or rigid if that makes sense but it makes yeah. like the most regular kind of times that I do spend with God is just before bed and chatting but I do try to get up in the morning when the, cause, to be honest this year has been completely all over the place like cause everything's mm. new everything's like blah, so it's just like, like when you're in different situations you kind of find a new routine and obviously it's difficult with Cohen because when you have a kid it's, it's not always like he might wake up when I normally have my time or this yeah but it, but it's but I feel like I literally am constantly talking to him at some point in the day or like I go to the toilet and be like god because he's my person, he's my go-to person about everything um which is great yeah I is. think the one you said as well which I'd love to is that not going to pray but going just to do nothing with god just to be silent with god and almost just sit with him and let him speak i think because I, I i quite like praying i do like praying in groups but i quite like like you just not praying in a sense of stopping and praying but just having a rant of god chucking our prayers up but i think i'd love to learn a, a rhythm where i could just do nothing and just say god we're going to take this hour yeah feel me talk to me <laughs> you know I think it is. inspire me it's a hard it's, but i find it it's hard it's a hard thing to sort of feel like it's worth yeah. i think it is really important like um the thing you were saying about you weren't sure you'd be able to do the other things if you didn't have that time uh reminded me of uh jeremy botchel who working at step at the moment uh, uh he gave me a picture when he was my youth leader when i was like 14 uh and it, it's haunted me uh wow. it's a constantly annoying picture that I can feel it in the back of my head sometimes um, of, and it was the most accurate call out from God I've ever had, uh, where it was, the image was trying to wash a car with a dry sponge, uh, wow. which I found quite funny, but also <laughs> I think is really accurate. And a lot of what, especially people in ministry end up doing a lot of the time yeah, is yeah and like eventually you know you'll get it done but it would be easier if you just had the water in the first place i wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy that task exactly <laughs> not i wouldn't be a fan uh and i think i'm definitely someone that can slip into that sort of rhythm of almost tricking yourself like i think there is spending time with god but there's sort of an outgoing and an ingoing part of that time a lot of it uh, and I think it's easy to fall into the trap of just doing the outgoing yeah. uh, sort of missional sides of yeah. uh, time with God when actually it should be a balance of the two. Yeah, sometimes I feel like, and I, I know it's, just, it's the wrong kind of word to use, but a bit like pathetic because it does sometimes I do feel like I cannot function without feeling like I've had some sort of, not, it's not necessarily connection, but I think because like I went because I moved out of home really young and I didn't really I've never really had like a really close family like it's quite quite broken that like that was the, uh, the only kind of security that I have. Um, 
so yeah so sometimes i'm like oh like everyone else seems to be functioning well and they don't necessarily take that time and they're not like they might seem like they're not like so dependent or it's because i think i've been quite dependent on church at one point in my life as well and i think i got a bit frustrated because i was like you know everyone else seems to be having a life and i just want to be at church every single day of the week but um yeah i think there's a reason for it god's obviously yeah, I think that's the way God wants it really like intends for us to be completely dependent on you on him but it can get a bit frustrating because we want to be dependent on other things and on yeah. do you think the um the sort of where we find ourselves now in sort of limited contact with people the sort of spiritual discipline of gathering with one another is 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 really having an effect a negative effect for or it's having an effect that we're not able to meet because I'm starting to hear a real conversation with a few people that there is some great stuff online, but actually what we get from physically being together cannot ever be replicated by any online system. And so I wonder whether in terms of a spiritual discipline of gathering together as a body, uh, we're starting to see how much of a struggle that is. I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah, I, I sort of I, I agree and disagree with the idea. Like, I think there is value in uh, meeting with people and praying in groups. You know, there's the verse about whenever uh, the amount of people gather in my name, but also there's verses where God says about like praying in uh, private, praying in secret. Mm. Um, and I think almost if you're feeling a lack from one of those things it's probably or possibly that uh the reason you're feeling almost a sort of imbalance is because you might not be praying uh or spending mm. that time with god privately that you have available uh and if you're someone because there are people that sort of only pl- pray when they're in a group and things like that yeah so I it's almost like you don't want to yeah yeah as well like that the holy spirit is going to show up wherever i don't think it matters so for example like for the first couple of weeks i was really like oh my cell group it's like what's the point of cell groups on zoom it's just not the same thing at all but then once i overcame that barrier and i was like right okay it's not about me it's not what i think that i'm what i'm going to get from it and i actually was just like right i'm going to attend cell group on zoom even though i don't really want to because i don't see the point and like god showed up so much and it was over zoom and it's it's yeah it's if, if it it's not I don't think it makes a difference I think it depends on our attitude towards it I think even though you do get a different thing from meeting in person but yeah yeah the the people aren't aren't the thing bringing God into the space like wow that's that's a statement Ben I think it's true like you know it isn't the people sort of (laughs) waving their hands and summoning God it's (laughs) It's just well, that I, I think when you're in a group, it's sometimes easier to be in that mindset of uh, almost accountability to yourself. Well, without wanting to then be too devil's advocate, do it and and throw you know, yeah, a, a passive aggressive comment. Then why why meet together as church then? Um, I think if, it's if, if if we don't need it. Because I God didn't say anyway. we didn't need it. No, but... I know. So I, I think, the I think thing this is, is there, the there, there might be one. There, there probably is going to be one day where we can't do that. So we can't mm. be so dependent on that. 
because what are we going to do when when we can't we're not able to um, yeah. i think it's important to do that because while we whilst we can fellowship is important but when i think this is a really good season of showing us how to do it without having that physical even though it's not nice like i'm not saying that it's nice i, I much prefer the physical um but yeah yeah i think the thing about it being nice i think sort of yeah i agree with the idea of like if you look at what's the necessity yeah. the necessity in meeting as a group is god not the people uh so if you're looking at what you still have you still have the necessity uh it may be sort of beneficial to meet and i think god often speaks through other people uh with things that we might not be able to see or maybe just have been a bit blind to i've definitely had things pointed out to me from other people praying for me that i haven't been able to sort of see in myself but i do agree that sort of primarily prayer by yourself is the discipline that should be being practiced at the moment yeah and also i don't think praying over zoom is invalid no no not at all like i've been on home group praying over zoom and people have had quite significant stuff yeah yeah There's, with events though like zoom is not really the one for events is it that's the no. that's the thing but then i think a lot of people will probably a bit more dependent on the whole entertainment part of events yeah church and the big spectacle when that's not what it's really about anyway i may be just thinking i'm probably overthinking it but if you know the, the body of christ the physical body thing are we still present as a body or are we separate as a body currently because of the way we're functioning is 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 it slightly limited i don't know i'm just maybe being too philosophical about this i just i'm just starting to wonder you know as lo the longer this goes on does does it start becoming difficult or more difficult i think at times like this it's good to look to an important source which is thor ragnarok uh, <laughs> big spoilers where when Thor's home Asgard is destroyed at the end of the movie uh, I'll maybe put a spoiler warning before what? Um, he's told uh, Asgard isn't a place it's a people uh, and I think sort of gathering in one place does have significance but also the body of Christ is a people not a place yeah uh, so thanks for that, Thor. And you said about limited as well, but this is God. God knows what He's doing, and He's not limited in any way. So no, He wants true. to do something with whoever are part of the body, the whole body. He can do it. I'm really shocked that I have strong opinions. I'm usually such a fencer on this podcast. I'm. I'm trying to just sting you a little bit, Ben. So I know this is usually you. my job. Is <laughs> usually I'm the well, one playing devil's advocate. But well, I think I'm trying to probably process the idea of well if if we follow this through to the obscene conclusion let's not bother meeting together again okay bye guys <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, is that are you right is that but so i think here's something you said ben is actually if i'm seeking out i'm only seeking out my faith growth in a gathering when i'm with other people then i'm definitely missing uh, things we're talking about the spiritual disciplines because actually we're not together all the time so therefore i shouldn't ever rely on it otherwise you fall into that trap which we've talked about before on the podcast 
Pentecost of being festival Christians or Sunday Christians or youth group Christians that actually when I'm around other people and I can put on my great Christian face and it looks like I'm doing great but then actually on the Monday morning or the grim Tuesday evening where there's no one around my faith doesn't really matter to me whereas actually if I prioritize really invested in my faith on those dark Tuesday evenings when I feel rubbish when there's no one around and then God speaks into that and then when I'm with other people I become almost this like burning coal that can then ignite other people and I think there is, I'm just probably trying to work that through is how do I invest in that when I can't physically meet with anyone so that when I do physically meet with other people it's like mm. and you know this sort of eruption of because God's been at work in me when it's just been me and him I mm. think that's probably what I want for myself I think you have been feeding into other people like I have a, a nice letter here from Michael Palin, uh, that I received in the post this morning. Uh, huh? I got a card. I'm going to say, because if you've got a letter, I've only got a card. For <laughs> <laughs> I got a card with hard. a love heart and a hot air balloon. Very nice. Did the, did the check fall out of it then as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we now do um, employee payments, but you have to give a nice compliment every time you pay us. <laughs> Ellie, I didn't realise you wanted a letter. I'm really sorry. I feel bad. No, but I was, when he said letter, I was envisioning like a big, long, written out thing. Well, I just, I, not that I'm belittling it at all, but I just have like a little, a little card. But if you send Ellie a letter, you have to send me a letter now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're so going to get a letter, I tell you that. Now. I'm going to demand one if Ellie gets one. I'm, I'm going to do it in calligraphy as well. Nice. In Latin. <laughs> Through Google Translate. <laughs> No, I speak it like a native. It's fine. You've got enough time to learn. <laughs> yeah, I need to... He's moaning that he's hungry. Yeah, me too. Not that I'm hungry, but I need to yeah. fix my family. Um, well, how do we want to land, Ben? Um, I don't know. I feel like we've, we've landed in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, maybe we need a podcast part two next week. I was going to say, shall we maybe take we a week that, and have a think about this and... A pray about this uh, and, then, uh, and have a part two that'd be fun yeah that would be a, a new thing so what is so what what cliffhanger could we leave people on um mike palin doesn't want to meet us in person anymore <laughs> mike quick behind you there's a knife <laughs> and then we end uh, <laughs> Ellie. End of that, that's what i heard is and he's just gonna send letters yeah I'd, yeah, I'd be okay with that. What's my faith like on my own? Yeah. That's what I need. I need to answer that question. And I'll try and get this uploaded in the next couple of days. Uh, so if you're at home listening, yeah, you can tweet Mike or message him on Facebook or demand to come on the podcast and give your own opinion yeah. for a minute. Or I can uh, write you a letter. Or, or, well, or a card. Just not meet you in person. If he's not very busy. <laughs> I don't uh, think I said I don't want to meet no people point. in person. <laughs> <laughs> no point. Some people it's no point. It has to be said. Yeah. You know what? Unless Maybe. it's brunch, then there is a point. Absolutely. What is that adage that we just started saying? It said, if a meeting doesn't involve food, it could have been done on email. Yeah. Or Zoom. Exactly. Maybe that's the secret. Yeah. Is yeah. eating people is pointless. Uh, unless it's got food. Unless there's food. 
I'm I'm 100 down with that. I want Alan. It doesn't still. really go with spiritual discipline, but no, it, need, it needs to, Ellie. You need to sort that out. <laughs> Maybe like on the front we'll have that, and on the back there'll be like a disclaimer, uh, just being like we don't actually believe that, but also you know, no, we do believe that. <laughs> Anyway, Mike, yeah, Mike so does believe it, but he won't hold it against you. We shall Maybe. be recording our next podcast next week. So yes. probably about five days from when I upload this, let's say. Uh, please get in touch if you have opinions or just want to tell one of us we're wrong. Uh, or tell us that. about your own spiritual disciplines and what's yes, really worked. Sure. I think I'm, I want to be a learner here because I literally suck at most of them. I don't want to know what sort of routines and rhythms people have got. This needs yeah. to be uploaded after the vineyard thing because I seem to think we stole it. Yeah, we did steal it. Yeah, and Hen- it was after Henry a discussion can, about can, that. It was Henry's Henry. idea. Let's just say that on there now. Henry's Shout been around five Henry. minutes, so he can back off. <laughs> Upload it after. And it doesn't matter because we don't need to meet with him anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. I, just if Henry's listening, I told Mike about it, and so then he suggested <laughs> Yeah, and Mike's still grumpy the fact you chose Ellie instead of me. <laughs> I love that it was a really good discussion and debate, and then the end of this podcast, we've just. <laughs> Right, we don't need to meet anymore. Let's call out all our friends. Um, I'm stealing ideas. Everything's um, pointless unless there's food. Uh, my disclaimer is, though, I do really like Henry. Great. Shall we leave it on that nice note? Yeah, let's we do it. A chance? Uh, we'll see you all in a week or something, maybe. Excellent. Great. Bye. Thanks. Bye.